0: This is the Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Thursday, February 1st, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Lee County supervisors are looking for ways to cut spending, and that will lead to a change in hospice care provided by the County Health Department. Tri-States Public Radio's Will Buss has the story. Administrator Michelle Ross says the health department will continue to provide hospice care, but not at the same level as in the past.
1: We're looking at um, cutting back the amount of like, homemaker and personal care services that we can provide. And we're not cutting those services, it's just we will not probably be able to accept as many clients with those kind of needs as we've had in the past.
0: Ross says they'll have to start referring some hospice residents to private providers. Ross anticipates that a final plan will be developed by April. The county's next fiscal year begins July 1st. I'm Will Buss. Monmouth College has received the second largest donation in its history. The nearly $12 million gift of Mercer County farmland comes from the late Marilyn Johnston, a 1948 graduate of the college and longtime supporter. The farmland will become part of the college's investments, helping to support scholarships and academic programs. An attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union says Illinois' Child Welfare Agency has fallen short of required benchmarks for hiring investigators. Lawyer Heidi Dahlenberg oversees compliance of a federal court order for the Department of Children and Family Services. Dahlenberg says reports of some investigators having caseloads as high as 70 is concerning and putting children at risk.
1: I can't imagine how terrifying it would be if you're a responsible investigator to have that kind of work burden knowing that there was no way physically possible for you to get out and do all the things that you should be doing in a well-run investigation.
0: A DCFS spokesperson says the agency is at its highest staffing levels in 15 years. A Chicago-based group that collects data on Asian American communities has released an annual report highlighting their health risk factors. Change Insight surveys thousands of Asian Americans in the U.S., The group's latest report says there are five common risk factors among various Asian communities. They are language barriers, poverty, low education levels, social isolation, and stress. Republicans in the Iowa House have advanced a bill that would require all schools to teach about fetal development starting in first grade. They'd have to include an animated video that shows fertilization and every stage of human development inside the uterus. One bill says the video must be comparable to a video called Meet Baby Olivia that was developed by an anti-abortion group. A lobbyist for the Family Planning Council of Iowa says the video contains false information about fetal development. Iowa lawmakers have declined to advance a bill that would reduce legal protections for transgender Iowans. The bill would have removed gender identity from the Iowa Civil Rights Act and added gender dysphoria to the disability category. Hundreds of people came to the State House yesterday to oppose the bill and chanted trans rights are human rights outside the committee room. Republican Representative John Wills of Spirit Lake voted against the bill. He says he has a lot of problems with the civil rights law in general and he believes all people are created equal. That is the way we should govern. That is the way we should look at things. All people are created equal. The way I look at the Civil Rights Code right now, it actually gives extra rights to people. Uh, So uh, with that said, I don't think that this bill is the right way to move this forward. Several transgender Iowans testified against the bill. They feared it would have led to being denied housing, loans, and the right to shop at a store or eat at a restaurant. The fight to keep Donald Trump off of Illinois' ballots is now heading to the court. A group of Illinois residents filed suit in Cook County yesterday to block the former president from appearing on the ballot. This comes after the State Board of Elections ruled to keep the former president on the March primary ballot. The group that filed the case argued Trump's role during the January 6th attacks on the Capitol amounted to an insurrection and should disqualify him from running. Meanwhile, the U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled to hear arguments next week in a similar challenge from Colorado. Sixteen and seventeen year olds would be allowed to care for infants and toddlers at child care centers without direct supervision under a bill advancing in the Iowa House. Iowa Public Radio's Katerina Sostaric reports.
1: The bill would expand on a law passed in 2022 that allowed 16 and 17-year-olds to care for school-age kids in child care centers without an adult in the room. This Republican-backed bill would allow child care workers under the age of 18 to care for four babies or seven two-year-olds without an adult in the room. There would have to be at least two adults elsewhere in the facility. Ryan Page is director of child care for the Iowa Department of Health and Human Services. But I would still continue to have concerns about putting a 16-year-old in an environment with young children that can't self-report and can't self-protect, especially as we see challenging behaviors in certain age groups. Two year old biting, um, three year old behaviors. Republican Representative Devin Wood of New Market says she supports the bill because child care centers are facing workforce shortages. I'm Katarina Sestarik, IPR News.
0: For our Women's Voices series, commentator Heather McIlvain Newsad tells us about her love of travel and the benefits it provides.
1: Travel is essential for my mental health whether it's physical travel, like the short-term study abroad course I recently led to Austria, or travel through yoga, which I try to practice several times a week. Both types of travel push me to the edge that I'm often unwilling to approach in my everyday routine. These types of travel also require me to move my body in ways that are often uncomfortable, whether it be squeezing my long legs into the ever-shrinking leg room on planes or tackling chair pose, which I try to avoid at all costs because it's hard. I know for some, travel can be anxiety-inducing, but for me, it has the opposite effect. Once I make it through the TSA pre-check line, my stress levels drop because I recognize that I no longer have control over anything but how I react to what is going on around me. Insert the eye roll, I never have control over anything. I can physically feel my shoulders relax as my blood pressure drops. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm such a Midwesterner that I arrive at the airport hours before my flight and enjoy sitting back and watching others rush to their gates. Traveling to new places can be good for when everyday life stresses you out. Dan Brennan, a medical doctor, writes that travel provides a mental reset which reduces your overall stress and anxiety levels. It can also build stronger relationships and connectiveness. Some of my fondest memories and closest friendships were formed while traveling. If you're lonely, take a step into the unknown and travel alone. You never know who you're going to meet along the journey. Several years ago, when taking students to Germany, we were on a bike tour in Berlin. One of the assignments for the course was to talk to strangers. One of my students started up a conversation with a fellow tour group member who happened to be an American on a business trip to Germany. Over the course of the tour, the two learned more about each other and in the end exchanged contact information. The student was so enamored with Berlin that they found an internship for the summer and spent an additional three months working and touring around the country. When it was time for this student to look for their first job outside of college, she contacted the individual who she met on the bike tour about job possibilities with their firm. She landed an interview, and when she was asked if she could thrive in a new environment, she responded, Absolutely. I flew 4,000 miles away from everyone that I knew and spent three months and had a great time. For many others, Travel escaping either to new or familiar places can and does play a critical role in how they manage grief, loss, tragedy, trauma, mental health challenges, or physical health setbacks. After a particularly hard several years dealing with family drama, our little family decided to reimagine how we do holidays like Thanksgiving by journeying to places that bring us joy rather than following the traditional template. Thanksgiving is much less stressful now than it ever has been, which is good for all of us. According to Terry Randolph, a licensed professional counselor and chief program officer at PYX Health, research has shown that there is a link between social isolation and loneliness to poor mental and physical health, which was then further exacerbated by the pandemic. The pandemic rescinded the ability for people to physically escape their daily routines and responsibilities, leaving people feeling trapped and isolated, ultimately impacting their mental health. When I couldn't travel physically, I traveled via Zoom to my Macomb Yoga Co-op community, which allowed me to check in on my mental health. When you visit somewhere you want to go, you're more excited and your cortisol levels decrease. Cortisol is your body's main stress hormone. It works with certain parts of your brain to control your mood, motivation, and fear. By lowering your cortisol levels, you are resetting the body's immune system. You can make your travel plans big or small. They don't have to be expensive or exotic for you to get the most mental health benefits from them. As Emma Fleming, one of the graduate students on the trip to Austria so aptly observed, the trip to Austria was truly a life-changing experience. For me, leaning into the experience of being uncomfortable in unfamiliar situations is really where I found that I did the most learning, growing, and connecting with others. Life is short and the world is wide. Happy journeys to us all.
0: Heather mcelvain Newsad is a professor of anthropology at Western Illinois University. Her research focuses on collaborative action for sustainability. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the university or Tri-State's public radio. Diverse viewpoints are welcomed and encouraged. In the weather for our listening area for today, mostly sunny skies with a high in the mid-50s and west winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For tonight, partly cloudy skies with a low in the mid-30s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.